listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. You're listening to the Classic Car Show. And we're missing a couple of people. Uh, Steve Ronaldo's out on a tour and Jim Weber in... Uh, extremely hot weather is out running this morning on uh, a 10k so we gave him that excuse but we've got something better than jim and steve here anyway today and on the line with me from america on wheels up in pennsylvania is mr bruce ames bruce how you doing this morning i'm doing fine dave how you doing i'm doing great i tell you what we're in the process of moving offices and uh if you're not an old man, this will make an old man out of you. So I don't know. I, I was already an old man, and I don't know where I'm going from here. It's, I, I hate to think of the alternative, but this is—I hate moving. But this is a part of business, I reckon. Yes, Let, I, I agree with you. You know, I, I don't know if uh, Linda Merkel, the uh, director of the museum, happened to mention my—I I do a little soapboxing uh, before we get really started, and okay. and, and my soapbox is that. Um, Steve Ronaldo, I don't know if you know that name or not, but uh, Steve's been on the board of AACA. He's a national judge and been in uh, classic cars. Uh, the high, being, uh, That's his hobby for years and years and years. And uh, I don't know of anybody that knows motor vehicles better than, uh, than uh, Steve Ronaldo. Uh, I'm not sure that he wasn't one of the first to invent the car, but... Anyway, Steve uh, started the show. We started the station in 2005, and Steve and I have been on our own little bandwagon ever since then. And this is the fact that uh, I grew up, I, I'm nowhere close to Steve or Jim, but uh, I always had a car. I couldn't, I couldn't wait to get my driver's license. I, got a, I, I twisted my parents' arm to let me get an early driver's license in Texas, which uh, meant I was driving at 14. I, I could barely see over the steering wheel, but by golly, I was driving. And, um, you know, I had a love for cars, and I grew up around other young men, other kids that had loves for cars. And, you know, my Friday afternoons were tuning my three deuces on my um, Impala and getting ready for the evening. And, you know, I'm not saying it made a better person out of me one way or the other, but I loved my car and I loved my cars. And uh, it was always exciting to get a new car. It was always exciting to work on it. And, you know, we see today, and this started uh, back when I started the station, actually, and, and even before, that too many kids are sitting on the couch. Too many kids don't appreciate what the automobile has meant to the United States and our country, our economy, our travel, our way of life. And um, so this year, several months ago, and, and Steve and I have talked about this, like I said, for years and years, that kids at least should have an appreciation for the history of the automobile. And um, a couple of months ago, I started the campaign of, of talking to different museums across the country, and, and this is why uh, we got in touch with um, Linda Merkel at American on Wheels, America on Wheels. And um, we, we just want the parents and grandparents that are listening in to the show to um, 
take their kids to the museums. And a lot of, you know, it's amazing. A lot of folks across the country don't even know that there are automobile museums. Uh, they just have no clue. So we're trying to put the word out that um, there are museums. They're, they're great. They're fun. Uh, kids' eyes will bug out when they see, you mean somebody used to drive that thing? Yeah, <laughs> so forth and so on. And I'm sure you've heard that being in the museum. So I, I am going to step off my, my soapbox. We just want to spark an interest in a very important part of America's history. And with that being said, uh, Bruce, tell me something about yourself, and then we'll get into the museum. Well, I'm I'm a retired guy who uh, serves on a couple of non-for-profit boards here in the Lehigh Valley, and I also uh, part-time uh, run a small business as well, but I'm supposed to be technically retired. Um, I've been on the board at uh, American Wheels for about nine years, and I'm I'm I guess I'm not your traditional uh, car guy in that uh, I got on the board because I owned a company that was in the automotive-related business, and my company actually was pretty close physically to the museum, and uh, we talked about how could I help them, you know, get the museum started and support them with some things and maybe donate and all that, and the next thing I knew, I was on the board. But, uh, <laughs> I've always loved cars. I've always liked, you know, driving and all that stuff. I just, uh, uh, when I was a kid, I loved cars, and I loved messing around with them, but as I got into my working years, I was family and traveling and all that stuff. I didn't have time for it, but uh, I'm glad I did. It's kind of fun. It's kind of kind of a full circle thing for me. But, so well, I've uh, got to ask you put the you put the uh, put it out there. What what side of the car business were you in? Well, I actually owned a company that uh, we we did we commercially distributed uh, detailing and car wash products. Oh, okay. So I dealt with all the car dealers in a oh, probably a hundred mile radius of here, from here to Philadelphia, and in towards the city of New York, and and car washes, and and um, you know owned that for several years, and sold it about a year and a half ago, and uh, you know so I kind of backed my way into it, but uh, it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. Well, I, I assume that uh, even. In that business, and, and uh, you probably take note of car finishes better than than most people do, and and how oh, they change and, over the and the quality of a car wash too. And, oh, I'm sure. Uh, I'm, I'm fairly opinionated around here where I get my car wash and where I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the the changes. We had a gentleman on. Uh, not too long ago that was talking about he was in the restoration end of it and was talking about uh-huh. uh, the old lead-based paint that they used to uh, paint cars with that obviously you can't get now. So Right, um, right. In restoring, you have to come as close as you can, but you can't smoke the cigar most of the time. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. I, I, we've got a couple of uh, restoration places here, uh, frankly, right here in Allentown, and uh, I know that they both, you know, they both run in, have run into that issue. They've apparently, you know, they have obviously solved it. But uh, you're right, it looks as close to what it used to, but not exactly. 
Uh, let's let's go back to the museum for a second. And uh, sure. when, when when did the museum open, and uh, how big is it, and so forth? Some of the details of the museum. Um, the museum opened in April of uh, 2008, so we just celebrated our sixth anniversary this past April. Uh, it's a two-story museum, and you're going to put me on the spot here with square footage. I can't remember, but it's pretty good size. We have uh, uh, three main display galleries, and then we also have um, uh, about three years ago, we with a grant and some donations and stuff, we put in a thing called the Hubcap Cafe, which is actually a 1950s-style um, soda fountain. Mm-hmm. So back in the days when I was growing up, that was the place you hung out. You went in the soda fountain and you got a milkshake and a hot dog and there was a jukebox there and all that kind of stuff. And then we have uh, <clears throat> we have an educational room. We have uh, an art, uh, an area where we display automotive and, and uh, uh, transportation-related art uh, of various kinds. And... Um, and then we have an uh, audio-visual room or a room where we can, uh, and frankly, we rent that out a lot to businesses and organizations that need to do presentations and things of that sort. So it's pretty good-sized, and uh, and uh, it's, you know, it's it's big, but I honestly don't remember the uh, the square footage. But. Uh, on with the, Along the same train of thought, uh, We've talked to a number of museums. In fact, I, I think everyone we talked to to date uh, also has a large room that they rent out for everything from receptions to weddings. Right. And do you all have a situation like that as well? Yeah, we do. We, we've got uh, the area where the art exhibit is. We call it the long hall room. Uh, I, guess I, need, I guess I need to come back and, and uh, clarify one thing. Where um, Our museum is not specifically an automotive museum it's a transportation museum in that we cover cars trucks motorcycles bicycles uh racing lawnmowers uh race cars <laughs> racing uh, lawnmowers okay that's uh that's can you tell the tool man is that uh We've got a couple in there that look like Tim the Tool Man might have uh, designed them and ridden them, but I, I, <laughs> I don't believe that they belong to him. But uh, but it's more of a museum. The only thing we don't cover is air travel and rail travel, uh, but it's transportation, anything related to transportation. Um, that has an engine know, we, on it, I assume. Um, yes, well, although we have a couple of horseless carriages in there, too. Oh, do you? Okay. <laughs> Well, you know, I think this is. Uh, uh, I think this is good. I wasn't aware of that, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I think you know the the progress that we've made. If you look at it in a time sequence, it's really amazing how far we came in a hundred years or so. You know. Oh, absolutely, and, uh, absolutely. From and yeah. and then without. The without the cars, you know, getting from coast to coast has become basically nothing today. I tell you what, right. we're going to take a right. break, and we'll be back with Bruce right after this. 
Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. Do your children know where their food comes from? At ConnectingFarmToFork.com, there's all kinds of ways to help your child understand how 300 million of us here in America stay nourished, clothed, and healthy. Activities, food facts, and farm visits help young people learn about America's hardworking farmers and have lots of fun doing it. Visit ConnectingFarmToFork.com today for a learning experience that will really grow on you. ConnectingFarmToFork.com, brought to you by the people who care at Feedstuff's Food Link. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And you're listening to America's Web Radio, the classic car show. Like I said, uh, Jim Weber and Steve Ronaldo have left me in charge, which is a dangerous thing to do. But uh, I've got a friend up in Pennsylvania, Mr. Bruce Ames, that's on the board of directors of America on Wheels. And that's what we're talking about, the museum up there. Uh, before we go on, Bruce, exactly where is the museum located? Um, the museum is located in Allentown, Pennsylvania, We are, which is about an hour north of Philadelphia, up the Northeast Extension, and we're about an hour and a quarter west of uh, New York City. So we're pretty conveniently located, and uh, uh, frankly, we do get a lot of folks come to the museum that are uh, from out of town. Um, you know, we've had we've ac- actually had visitors from you know out, out of the U.S. as well, you know, a fair number. But uh, we get a lot of folks coming, you know, on <clears throat> especially in the summertime on uh, you know vacation trips, and and they make this part of their you know either to or from or whatever. Well, let me um, ask Bruce: are, are these people generally uh, car buffs or, or car enthusiasts, or are they just? Uh, hey, you know, I think that we get a little bit of everything. We get, um, uh, we're, we have a, a AAA uh, Phillies minor league team that's about five miles from the museum. So I think we get those folks that are, you know, said, gee, let's go to a ball game, and during the day we'll go to the museum. I think we get uh, car, uh, you know, car enthusiasts, truck enthusiasts. Um, we get all kinds of folks. I, I you know, it's on... <clears throat> the chamber and Discover Lehigh Valley's done a good job of promoting the help us promote the museum. So if people go online and Google Lehigh Valley, we're one of the things that pops up as something you ought to do. I mean, so who? Uh, uh, why the museum? Who who decided that? Gosh, we need to do a, a automotive museum. Well, to be honest museum. with you, and this started, and I I 
I have, I'm not a native of Allentown, so I just moved here about 19 years ago. Uh, and apparently, and the reason I clarify that is apparently this has been an effort that started 20-plus years ago, uh, and it started actually as a truck museum. And as you may or may not know, Mack Trucks Corporate Headquarters was located here for years and years and years. Now it's in South Carolina. But Mack Trucks Production Facility is still here, and it's one of the largest employers in the Valley. And uh, so it started out to be just a truck uh, with funding from the uh, American Truck Association. Hmm. And uh, over the years, it morphed into a truck, and then it was a transportation museum and got us to where we are today. Interesting. Um, can I, Can you give us a um, verbal tour a little bit? Or let me ask, where do you... We, we've talked to some museums that own their own cars. We've talked to some museums that cars are own loaners. Well, what is your all's basic situation? Well, our basic situation is, for the most part, we do not own the vehicles in our museum. Um, we we do own a few. We've had a few um, uh, uh, you know vehicles, trucks and cars both, that have either been donated to the museum um, or are on a lifetime um, exhibit. In other words, we, we figure at some point they'll probably donate it, but right now it's just there and it's not moving out. Uh, but for the most part, we have uh, the, the vehicles that are in there uh, rotate, you know, on some regularity basis. Uh, for instance, when we first opened up, we had three of Roger Penske's uh, um, you know, Indy cars, NASCARs, stuff like that in there. Well, we rotated those out after a couple of years, and now we have some different race cars in there. Um, and then we also have a the, the our upstairs gallery is a rotating every six months uh, exhibit. Now, okay, and that was when we first opened the museum. That was the plan, and we've been able to to keep to that okay how do you how do you keep to it that's got to be a, a well that's a challenge job, into and, itself. And we have a, we actually have an exhibit committee um, which does a fantastic job and uh, it's headed by alan gross who's also on our board of directors and he kind of had and he's a volunteer and he's there tons of hours but uh, the whole group and these guys these guys are car and truck guys they they really know the stuff, and well, I shouldn't say guys because there's they also have women on the committee too as well. But um, they have a plan out. For instance, right now we have an exhibit in there called Orphan Cars, which are uh, cars. Uh, maybe the companies are still in business, but the brands aren't. Uh, for instance, we have an Edsel there. We have a DeLorean. <laughs> we have. Um, uh, a Dodge there. We have a Pontiac Chieftain convertible, an Edsel, uh, Cougar, things like those. Now, uh, let, let me have, ask: did did, uh, did those come from one person or no. a collection of uh, from different people? Collection of different people. Um, wow. I don't think. I think on this one, there's maybe two of the cars in there are owned by one local owner, but all the rest of them are from the individual. Uh, folks who have agreed to let us uh, exhibit them from April through October. 
That, the coordination of that has just got oh, to be incredible. It's the just the finding them, identifying them. Uh, sometimes, uh, several, uh, two, three years ago, we had an exhibit in there called Cars That Were Stars. And it was things like the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang car and the uh, the Muppets. Uh, if you remember the Muppets oh, yeah, movie, they sure, were an old sure. beat-up Studebaker. Oh, uh, my goodness. Now, how do you just, transport those suckers? Well, that's... That's part of the issue. We have to. We use commercial, uh, the carriage companies that uh, you see on the road uh, do that, and and we've got one here uh, in the East Coast that we work with primarily. But we've had to bring cars in from California, um, and you know all over the place. So just the logistics of finding them, getting them, getting the agreement signed, and then when they get here. Um, and that this exhibits up on a second floor. Now we have an elevator that you know, pretty good sized elevator, but <laughs> well, still just the manpower to get it in, get it up on a second floor, and hand, you know, with rollers, place the cars and all that. It's 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 a that's almost an exhibit in itself. Just seeing that happen. Oh, I imagine. I I hope somebody has videotaped the production of that. I, I think that would be a very interesting thing to show. Well, I, I you know I don't know if anybody has, but in October we're going to be doing it again, so it might be a suggestion that we'll make to the exhibit committee. Oh, I, th I think it'd be fascinating yeah. to put it to the side. This is how this all comes together. You could you know you you could yeah. do the. Um, fast frame type thing and uh, right. you know it could it could be very interesting i would i would i would we, love something it, like that it's funny in that you know we're talking about this I, it hadn't dawned on me until you asked the question but then i think if i'm at the museum and if i'm walking through with some friends or just some people i've run into over there nine times out of ten they'll ask me how do you get the cars in here <laughs> so Helic I helicopter there's a reason <laughs> yeah you're right and, and we've got the we've got the door and the elevator uh, camouflaged enough that most folks don't realize. Oh, gee, right behind that big space there is a big elevator. Well, so. I, personally, I, I find that fascinating. Um, it, I got to ask the, the people sure. that, that let you all have the cars or loan you the cars for six months or whatever. Do they follow their babies over there, or do they come and check on their babies uh, during uh, to make sure that you all have have uh, dusted them right and and uh, done everything? I, in, in some cases, they do if they're available, and in some in most cases, um, no. But we've gotten a great reputation of when we get your your baby there for six months, we do it properly. We've got, for instance, the uh, and we we run this museum mostly with uh, volunteers our paid staff is relatively small and we have about 60 volunteers that are just you know fantastic folks and very dedicated but we have a small group of those uh, volunteers and their main function is to detail if you will uh, or keep cleaned um, the exhibit cars including the ones that are there on the rotating exhibit and these are folks that are um, you know, their background is in that, or they've been car collectors for years. In other words, we don't just say pull somebody out of the group and say, okay, go uh, California dust that uh, cougar or whatever. Uh, it's somebody that's, you know, been knows what they're doing, and we've still trained them on here's what you use and here's what you do, and you don't 
you know, you don't pick up a microfiber cloth and just start wiping on a collector car. <laughs> There's ways to do it. So, um, but for the most, yeah, for the most part, we've the folks, uh, and a lot of times the people are from Watertown, they're from California and Texas and the Midwest and all that, and they just physically can't get here. So, so, so besides the the star cars, what, what other uh, types of uh, vehicles have you had? Well, we've had uh, the exhibit before. The one that's in there now was the brass era cars, like mm-hmm. family steamers and things of this sort. Um, now, do next, uh, do associations work with you well? Sometimes they do. Yeah, if they if uh, in the, the brass era cars, we had a few folks that own those type of cars fairly locally, and and there is an association. Um, the next exhibit that we have coming in are called supercars. And these are the, uh, um, you know, the the Dodge Daytonas, the um, uh, Lotus, things of this sort. And we're trying to to cater to a little bit younger crowd in that particular exhibit. So depending on the exhibit we have in, it, you know, it, sometimes you get everybody, sometimes you get older folks, sometimes you get, you know, younger folks. And uh, so we're kind of looking forward to that exhibit. Um, we've had uh, when Chevy uh, Chevrolet uh, celebrated their anniversary a couple of years ago. We had a Chevrolet exhibit in there. Um, so it's you know it changes all over the place. We uh, they've talked about doing a military exhibit. I don't know where that is. I at board meetings they update us. I mean we kind of get an update of where they're going to be two or three exhibits out because frankly you have to start planning that far ahead oh i'm sure uh, you know if you start today for an exhibit that's going to come in in august um you're probably going to be pretty frustrated when <laughs> august comes so and, and not uh, have an exhibit either right right and then we've done things like uh this year in april mustang uh celebrated their 50th anniversary mm-hmm. and uh because the Lehigh Valley is the home, is the original home of Leiacocca, that had a lot more meeting here than it might be in, you know, Toledo or something. But uh, so to honor that, we had a uh, uh, we had a '65 Mustang, one of the new ones, newer ones, uh, the first year it was out, and then we had a brand new Mustang here, so we had a 2014 uh, Mustang. And then we also had the opportunity, and we had it over there, as they Ford developed an Iacocca version of the Mustang. And there was only 48 of them made, and one of them happens to be here in the Lehigh Valley, so that was in our museum as well. Oh, wow. That was was my first new car, was a 65 Mustang, and I just... Mine, too. I, I had a Mustang Mach 1 when they first brought, brought them out. So. I, I had to have it, you know? Yep. I don't know. Yep. Anyway, so, I, I, well, that, that, that's what this show is about, is, is nostalgia and memories. And, oh, and, sure. Uh, you know, we don't try to get too detailed on, on a lot of things, sometimes more so than others. But uh, that's, uh, you know, the excitement. We've talked about this many, many times. And I'm sure from what I'm hearing from you, you were the same way. Come September, I was crawling on my knees in front of dealerships trying to peek in the window to see what the new cars look like. Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. <laughs> they had and the all paper the cars. Movies. I remember all the cars, the the car haulers, all came out with cars that had canvas over them, so you couldn't see them driving down the road. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and the, uh, the the excitement of that, and going to a dealership, and and uh, you know September was for the next year model, but today I don't even know. I can't keep track of. You got a 2016 out in some cars, and a 2030. You know, they're just all over right, the place with their right. introduction and so forth. Okay, yeah. so you were talking. We have the rotating part of it. I tell you what, we're going to take another break. But when we come back, you you've talked about. The, the exhibit, the rotating exhibit, then you've got some other areas that we need to talk about and address in sure. the museum. Okay, okay, we'll take this break, and we'll be back very shortly on the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, and we want to thank Mr. Bruce Ames for getting up and being with us this morning, and we'll be right back. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Today's consumers find themselves faced with a greater variety of choices than ever before, both in the food they eat and the information they receive about that food. Feedstuff's Food Link was created to provide you with a balanced source of information for making decisions about your family's balanced diet. Visit FeedstuffsFoodLink.com to learn about your food directly from the source, the people who work every day to provide it. FeedstuffsFoodLink.com, connecting farm to fork. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. This is americaswebradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. And we're back with Mr. Bruce Ames uh, from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Everybody knows knows that name and uh, we're talking about america on wheels and the museum that's there started uh, uh you said in 2009 is that right bruce uh 2008, 2008. We opened up to april of 2008 and uh okay so we've we've talked about the rotating exhibit we've gotten the the cars that come in do you do uh, many of them come in that are are uh, drivable or is everything uh jacked up on on uh, dollies and Enrolled in. Well, we with us, uh, we we don't drive them. Um, we put them up on uh, now. If an if an owner happens to drive it over, and we've had instances of that, uh, but when it hits our our elevator, we put it on dollies. Uh, and frankly, and I don't know if this is a city law, a state law, or a national law, but most um, museums and exhibit places like that, you have to disconnect. I believe it's the battery and the gas line, yeah, and that's for sense. Uh, laws and, and fire insurance reasons. Sure. So you couldn't drive them anyway, and we don't. We really want to take that chance. So we put them on dollies, and as I say, we have this group that that's their main job is just 
you know, moving the moving the exhibits around uh, when they come in. Okay, we we've got the uh, rotating uh, exhibit. What other exhibits do you have, and and are some of the other exhibits permanent exhibits? Some of some of them are permanent. Well, as permanent as you can be. We have another two galleries that we call permanent, but periodically, and that's where I, I mentioned we had the race cars. Periodically, we'll change something around. It might be just one the one car or one truck. Um, I mean, we've got we have a full uh, uh, in one area where we have most of the trucks. Uh, we have two things that are pretty impressive in the museum. One is we have a obviously Mac built fire truck, a full wow. fire truck. Yeah. In, now, in what, what year is it? Do you know? Um, boy, I'm I'm not sure, but it's I, I should probably know that, but I don't. And then we also have um, a full tractor trailer, a UPS tractor trailer here. That's again obviously a Mac. Uh, Mac tractor and uh, uh, a trailer, and that and that's all been built into an exhibit with videos in the back of the trailer and everything. Um, so we have you know a fair amount of Mac things there. So as I mentioned, we have our, our volunteers and frankly our board both are kind of made up of car folks and truck folks and like that. So sometimes the discussions are, you know, it's like the the. Uh, I guess out west with the sheep and the cattle ranchers, you know, who, <laughs> who's got the best life and all that. But um, so it, you know, I mean, it truly is a transportation museum. But so over in that room, we have that. We have uh, in the other exhibit hall, we've got everything in there from a horseless carriage to a Stanley steamer to a brand new exhibit from Air Products talking about um, hydrogen cars and hydrogen as a, as a way to, to uh, fuel vehicles. And then uh, back up on the second floor of our museum, uh, this is something that we just opened a little over a year ago, we're real proud of it, is we have a restoration learning center there. So a lot of folks are interested as to how do, they, how, how do people restore these cars? What's that mean? How do they, you know, some guy in a garage or what is it? And so with one of our local uh, restoration companies here, we built this restoration learning center. And frankly, when you walk in the, the room, you start with a barn find type car. Uh, and it's, you know, glass is broken and rusted and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And through not only the, the exhibit, but the videos that are in there, it takes you all through the whole process, you know, tearing the car down, inventorying each bolt and knot and carburetor and all that. So, and so it's a, a static uh, exhibit, but you oh, have, absolutely. but right. you have the different uh, progression of taking a, like you said, a, a barn find and, and uh, what you have to do first through finishes. Right. right, and it takes you all the way to the end, and, and the last thing that you see as you walk out of the room. Is a totally restored, finished car. Wow! And it's 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 pretty amazing. Um, took uh, again lots of time, effort, and, and money <laughs> to put it together. But that's been a that's been a nice draw. Oh, I can imagine. For us. And and kind of feeds into our uh, um, and I and I want to bring this out because this is a really important part of the museum. 
is is really the the basis of the museum is we call it the three E's, but it's education, entertainment, and events. Um, and a lot of like the restoration center and our uh, educational room and and things of that sort uh, are educationally based, and uh, which is important and and. So it's more than just going to a museum. What we hope is you'll see, notice, but also, you know, the kids and all that will learn something about uh, transportation and how they restore cars and all of that. And uh, Linda keeps us on track on that because she's a former school teacher. (laughs) When we start going off off the track of, gee, let's just show this and this, she's like, now remember, we're trying to... We're, we're we're doing education here as well. So. Well, you know, in in the past, Bruce, we've had uh, a couple of the schools that teach restoration, uh, uh-huh. and you know, uh, uh, I wish I'd had that opportunity when I was uh, making my decisions about which direction I was going in life. Oh yeah, and, uh, absolutely. You know, it's uh, a a kid today that says, "Well, I don't really want to go to college, but I have an interest in you know an interest in this or that," and and winds up in one of these schools, comes out and can do very very well because there is such a demand for knowledgeable people on how right. to restore a car and right. and, uh, right. and restoration. And frankly, from the business that I came out of, the detailing business, that's another area that uh, and there's a lot of bad detailers out there, but there's very few, you know, really good ones. <laughs> and, i, I got to uh, throw this out with that regarding sure. detailing. Now, when back in your and my time, and, right. and I gather that we're not too far off in age. I, um, I think we're pretty close. Uh I used to shiver when you'd see the rotating uh, uh, polisher because many times I've seen finishes come out that had the swirls in them or whatever you call them. Oh, yeah. Or they burn the paint or something. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, even today when I see electric motors and and, uh, and, uh, car tops, I I get this little feeling in my gut, is it going to turn out like you really want it? Right, that's exactly right. I there, there's a few folks that I know that can do wonders with a buffer, but uh, there's a lot that uh, you know just you know it's it's the results are bad. And I and in my company we used to sell a lot of buffers, but I just never wanted to see what they were doing with them when they got got rid of got through with them. But, well, being a poor boy yeah. from Texas, the buffer was. My right hand, as long as it would hold out, and then I'd go right. to the left hand, and and then back right. to the right hand, and that was that's the, exactly right. And I, I grew up outside of Detroit, same thing. <laughs> uh, let me ask: with I, I'm fascinated by your your static restoration exhibit, uh, mm-hmm. the Kansas City, the new it's it's brand new, the Kansas City Museum. They have plans to put in a full restoration uh, room or, or showroom that right. people can walk by and, and they will be actually, you know, their people will be restoring, I don't know whether it's one or two cars at the same time, but, uh, you know, showing the uh, people can see it in action, actually, as, as right. they're doing it. Uh, but I, I find what you're talking about uh, fascinating. And uh, do you all have any kind of video of that, uh, of the whole process that you send out yeah they actually uh we worked with um with an audio visual company here locally and uh we have monitors set up throughout the room that show different parts on a video but there's the whole thing is also on a video 
Oh, okay. So uh, it could and, uh, could someone order it and or purchase it? From uh, you? you know, they could, but I and I don't have the information here with me. But if they just our, our website is, or if they just go in and Google uh, America on Wheels, it'll come up. America on Wheels, Allentown, and um, I think it's on there. If not, there's a place where you can just shoot an email real quick. I know we have them in the gift shop. That uh, we sell several videos in the gift shop. Oh, okay. Well, what, what other uh, things do you have in your gift shop? Well, they've got things like, um, you know, obviously we, we've got things on Mack trucks, and we've got, um, I'm trying to think of what else is in there. Oh, we have It's a Wonderful Life uh, in there, and the, the old uh, Jimmy Stewart movie. The reason that we do that is one of the uh, restore, restoration outfits here in Allentown actually owns the original taxi cab that was in that movie. Mm. And so we've had that car over in the museum, and once in a while we'll bring it back over and we'll do a whole weekend thing, you know, usually around the holidays, of showing that car, and then they'll, um, you know, set up like a little movie thing in the AV room, showing the movie and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of cute. But before I, I forget, what are your hours, and uh, are you all open basically uh, um, most days? We're open in the in the summertime. We're open from ten to four, um, Tuesday through Sunday. Uh, in the winter time, and that's like January, February, and March, uh, we're open uh, ten to three, and uh, that's from. Uh, Tuesday, I'm sorry, we're open Wednesday. We're closed Mondays and Tuesdays. We're open Wednesday through Sunday. And we're only closed three days, and I'm going I'm to stretch. I know it's Christmas Day, 4th of July, and I think New Year's Day. So, we, you know, we're open quite a bit. Um, it's a, you know, if you really want to take your time, if you just were stopping by once, um, couple hours you could go through it the parking is right there uh it's easy to find and um in another 12 months when they get the bridge across the river done on the american parkway it will be very very easily accessible off of either 22 or 78 or any of those you know major roads is it such that if i were coming up do i need to make a reservation or is it just no no Come on down. And what, what do you all charge for? Um, it is, well, you're going to trick me with a question here. <laughs> I want to say it is, uh, hang on a minute, I'll have to look that up. I want to say it's $8 for, it's, it's here 8 or 10 for adults. They just changed it last year. Uh, kids 6 and under are free. And there's a senior number that is two dollars less than a normal uh, full. I'll uh, again, that's on the website, and maybe at a break I can pull that up here on my website, and I'll give you better facts. And you do have the the restaurant there that's sort of like a uh, 1950s diner, is that? Yes, yeah, it's like it's a it's a limited menu. We you know we got sandwiches and hot dogs and. Uh, egg creams and milkshakes and obviously soda and um, we have a jukebox in there 
and uh, it's and it's you know it's kind of a fun place. And frankly, you had asked earlier about rentals. Um, we rent that out an awful lot for uh, especially for older parties, older birthday parties, and hmm. for young kid birthday parties, and it works well for both. Those were the days. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, but as far as rentals at the museum, we you can rent. Uh, a party, you know, the room for a party, and we'll. And a lot of these are after hours. They can rent. We've had organizations and groups rent the entire museum for a night. Wow! And the- uh, and we work with local caterers, and they can either do a fine dining down to you know sandwiches and hot dogs if they want. On that note, uh, we need to take our last break, and we'll be back with Bruce uh, right after this. You're listening to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. We'll be right back. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic Today's consumers find themselves faced with a greater variety of choices than ever before, both in the food they eat and the information they receive about that food. Feedstuff's Food Link was created to provide you with a balanced source of information for making decisions about your family's balanced diet. Visit FeedstuffsFoodLink.com to learn about your food directly from the source the people who work every day to provide it. Feedstuffsfoodlink.com, connecting farm to fork. This is Dr. Susan Blank, Medical Director for the Atlanta Healing Center. Our team is able to offer a multitude of treatment options such as quantitative EEG, also known as brain mapping, hormonal and nutritional assessments, neuropsychological testing, and cognitive therapy, along with traditional 12-step facilitation. And we can even offer you, if appropriate, a gentle medically managed detox. Please contact us at 770-696-9862. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show with Mr. Bruce Ames from America on Wheels. He's on the board of directors up in Allentown, and uh, this has been a fascinating conversation. And I look forward to... Uh, I'm going to go online and and see if I can uh, get a copy of that video of your restoration. I, 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 that's fascinating to me. Okay. You, uh, we only have uh, about uh, about eleven more minutes to go. Ten and a half minutes. Uh, okay. What other details do you want to talk about uh, regarding the museum and uh, why folks should come up and take a look at it? Well, they should. Uh, I mean, frankly, folks should come to the Lehigh Valley. There's a lot of stuff here to do. And I, as I said, I'm not from here, so I'm a I'm a salesman for them now because I and I stayed here because I like it, but. Um, to come to the museum specifically, we also do, and this you can best find on our website or go on our website and register so you get the, about every other week we send out a newsletter, which is pretty quick. 
But we do things like every year, in the end of November through the first of the year, we do an annual holiday train event, which is all of the local or a lot of the local model train from the small gauge to we even have a train exhibit that's made strictly out of Legos. Wow. Which is very interesting to see and very interesting to see them set it up. And we do that, and we raise the prices a little bit. We do that in combination with the marine reserves and uh, Toys for Tots. Mm-hmm. And so we raise some extra money. We, you know, get a lot of toys. So it really, you know, it kind of hits two or three areas. Um, we also do, and obviously, Mack Trucks is a major player here. Uh, and the Mack Truck logo is a bulldog. So every year in April, uh, we have an annual bulldog contest. Which, <laughs> well, you realize uh, in Georgia, when you say bulldog, that's very near and dear to... Uh... Oh, I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. No, these are... And, and the funny thing is we've, we've had to try to... The first year we got eh, 20 or 25 bulldogs. This year was our sixth year, and I, could, I was out of town. I couldn't go this year, but... They actually had to do the judging in two waves because we had, so, and they have to pre-register. We had so many people bringing their bulldogs in wow. to exhibit, and we've got a panel of professionals that judge them on, on lots of different quality. And we we'll, we just pack the house with that thing every year, just people coming to see these bulldogs. That's and then, of course, while they're there, hopefully they'll look around, and you know the plan is we'd like them to come back and spend some time just looking at the exhibits, but. Um, this year in September, Dodge celebrates their 100th anniversary. So we've got a whole exhibit and a weekend and everything planned uh, around the whole Dodge experience. And, and so we'll have some old Dodges, some new Dodges. We're working with a local um, Dodge dealer here in town that supports us and um, all that. So, you know, just things like that that we do uh, you know, on a, on a pretty regular basis. Uh, we just put together, back to the education thing, uh, we just put together a thing a few months ago called Safety Square. And this is a, it's something we do at the museum, but we can also take it to schools and teach kids about, you know, when you and I were growing up, it was, you know, stop, look, and listen. Yeah, <laughs> and I've kind of gotten away from that. While well, we're trying to bring that back, you know, teaching kids. I mean, we live in a city environment here. You know, teach kids to you know left, right, and left before you cross the street. Um, you know, wear a helmet when you're riding a bike. You know, stuff like that. And that's that was totally and is totally sponsored by local folks. Uh, such a, I mean, the first guy in was our local State Farm. Uh, agent here in the area that also is a car collector and has had his car in a museum but um, he was the first sponsor and then we've had lots of other uh, individual and company sponsors just for that now and, now uh, let me ask back when you sure. were in school in detroit uh, right. growing up uh out in texas we when you were in elementary school the highlight of it was to be in the sixth grade and become a patrol person. Safety patrol. Safety patrol. Right. And you right. had this little white thing that crossed your chest and, yep. and a belt thing, and uh, yep. you got to help the little kids across the street. Yes, yes. 
And they still do that. I'm actually, my grandson lives in a town about 40 minutes from us, south of us here, down towards Philly. Only now it's a, it's a uh, bright yellow, that construction yellow thing, but it's the same thing. Interesting. I didn't even know, yeah. you know, had no idea that they had. Uh... I, I didn't either until we were. I was down there, and this was just a few months ago for a function at his school, and he showed up with this belt on. And I said, that looks like the old safety patrol belt. And he goes, Pops, it is. <laughs> well, you oh, know, okay. that's, that's, you should have that. You should have a uh, mannequin uh, kid in your museum with that and, and see how many people comment on it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, because it, uh, that was, that was the, those were the days. Yeah. And uh, I think there's a, a lot of, I don't, like I said, I don't know that they have them down here. I, I can't recall. In fact, the ones that we have here in Atlanta or uh, in the suburb that I live in, uh, they are way beyond the years of being a kid. So. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But um, you know yeah. they they still have uh, guards on the street. Let's um, have we? Are, you you were talking about the, you have the the a carriage there, and then you also you all also get into bicycles and other and motorcycles as well. Yeah, we've got um, we've got uh, motorcycles, and, and a lot of times those exhibit um, uh, uh, rotate. We've got an exhibit coming up soon of Indian motors, the Indian brand motorcycle. Sure, sure. Uh, and I honestly don't know when that's coming in, but I know it's coming in at some point. Uh, we've got an exhibit there of, I think, two at this point. We used to have three of racing um, lawnmowers. I mean, the one actually has like a shortened bar stool on it. And, and, I mean, it's, it's, I, there's no way to describe it, kind of thing. Um, but we have, you know, the bicycles. We have um, uh, we have a, a motorcycle in there. It's actually right inside of our front door that raced at the Bonneville Thought Flats and set up world record. Huh. And that's been there for a while. That's that's a I guess I would call it a semi permanent uh, exhibit. Um, trying to think, as I was just in there again the other day, I'm I'm in and out of there once or twice a week, and I I walk by something, and go wow, when did that come? <laughs> you know, so I have to walk through and and, and periodically update myself. But uh, we have an exhibit in there of the old time garage. Which a lot of, and you talk about young folks, a lot of young folks come in, they don't see that anymore. A fill-in station? uh, I'm sorry? uh, Like a fill-in Well, it's the garage part of a filling station. So there's the office, and then there's there's a car with the hood up, and Mm -hmm. there, you know, it's an old, and they change the car that's in there periodically. And it's got all of the old, you know, the old oil bottles with the spout that was right on the bottle, and and that they, you know, used to hand crank out of the the tanks and all that. And uh, and actually, I'm kind of proud of this exhibit because the um, cash register is, is an old brass uh, cash register in this exhibit that was actually in my father and my grandfather's barber shop in Missouri for years. I think wow. probably 110 years old. And uh, we got it all cleaned up, and it's in there. So. That's cool. I drag my grandkids in there and show it to them all the time. 
Well, you know, I, I have. Let me ask from from sure. your perspective. I I have mixed emotions, or uh, and in the museums that I don't want to say static, but they they it's basically uh, you know they've got their collections, and you walk through, and you know I don't want to say if you've seen it once, you've seen it a hundred times, but right, you know right. they don't change. As compared to what you all are doing, which is is uh, with your rotation and uh, different exhibits, right. do you feel like this is uh, a, a crowd draw, an audience draw? Like you said, you have your three E's, and from the entertainment standpoint of mm-hmm. of bringing bringing new people in or bringing old people back and and I, showing different things. Uh, we we believe it is, uh, and you're right. You do go to a lot of museums, and you go back five years, and the same things there. And and I know we talk about it a lot, you know, in the, the in staff and all that. But we also talk about it in board meetings a lot. And the fact of is that we're unique in that we have this changing exhibit every six months. Now, having said that, that's very time consuming. It's very expensive. So we could run a static museum and not change anything, and it would cost us a whole lot less to operate the museum on a day-to-day basis. But, I mean, a lot of times we have to pay to transport the vehicles in and out. Uh, obviously, we have to have insurance coverage for them and, you know, things like that. Sure. So it's just more expensive. But we think that that's what brings people back. Um, the interesting thing is, we get people from out of town that will drive here. And I'm saying, you know, hour, two hours away. Uh, we get a lot of folks that, that go out to the AACA Museum, which is about an hour from us west. Mm-hmm. But we'll come over here as well because they know that we rotate our exhibits every few months and they're on our website and they get notices and, you know, and all that. And um, so I, I think that that's, you know, that's really helped us uh, a lot. But with that, there's some downside in the expense and time and, you know, things like And And, frankly, the, the committee just, I mean, boy, they got a lot of That's a big job. Oh, I, I, just so. your rotation thing is, is right. Uh, right. the time right. I can just imagine. And, and putting the bolts and nuts together has got to be a, a, oh, a challenge. And it's not just the cars or the vehicles that are there. We had a... a a 50s exhibit, you know, a few years ago. And part of that is we wanted to have the exhibit, but then you've got the signage and the graphics and all that. And frankly, we wanted, they wanted to have it something that looked like the old drive-in theater. So we have a group of retirees from Air Products here who are pretty handy, handy with their, you know, hammer and saw and all that stuff. And they actually built what looks like uh the sign with the bent arrow uh, for a drive-in theater <laughs> sure. with signing, you know, so you could change the letters on it and all, just like the old drive-in theater signs Sure, from scratch. Well, Bruce, uh, we've run out of time. Uh, I want to thank you for being on today. Uh, Bruce oh, you're Ames, welcome. Enjoy. Uh, one of the, on the board of directors of America's on America on wheels. And, uh, we do appreciate it. Thank uh, Linda for helping coordinate this, and we look forward to having you back on again. Well, thank you. Anytime, and uh, if you're in the Allentown area, come see us. Come on down. We'll do it. Take care. Thank you. Bye. This is America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.